Welcome to the Christian Life Austin Sunday Morning Podcast. Today we conclude our series entitled Fresh Start Initiative. In this series, we have learned that we all can have a fresh start in Jesus Christ. And with today's sermon entitled Steps to Doing a New Thing with God, here is Pastor Rex Johnson. I want to I talk, put it on the screen, please. I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about steps to doing a new thing with God. Now, now I, I want to I speak to you today on, on, on spiritual matters. I, I, I've, been, I've been talking about things that we can do and things that we can accomplish. You know, how to be grateful and how to be thankful and how to be generous. That's us. But I want to talk about God talking and being with us here today. All right, can I do that? Can I just speak about the Lord factor? Uh, if you're a guest here today, we welcome you. Thank you for being here. Let's give our guest a great hand. My preaching is not long. And so if I get a little boring today, it'll be over in just a little while, all right? It'll be over in just a little while. But there was a man one day plowing in a field, just plowing, just having a good time. Rich man, had a big farm, had a lot of oxen, 24 in fact. And all of a sudden, a man just comes along and hits him with a, with a mantle. And uh, when that man hit him with the mantle, he just kind of he said, whoa. What's, what's happening, brother? And, he, and he, stopped, he stopped all those oxen and he started chasing after the man of God, Elijah. And he said, what is this? And, and Elijah said, well, what have I to do? You know, what, what, what do you want here? He said, man, I just felt the presence of God. I just felt it. How many remember the day that you were just walking along and God just said, bam? You remember those days? You remember that day? How many remember that? You remember that? Maybe God ain't never said, bam. Maybe he needs to say, bam. Amen. But, but he, 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 said, he said, if you'll just wait a minute, he said, go back home. He said, no, if you'll just wait a minute, I, I, I'll be right back. So he goes home and said, bye, Mom, bye, Dad. And, and he uh, goes out there and he slaughters those oxen and he burns those plows. Slaughters 24 oxen, burns the plows that were plowing the ground that he owned. And he picks up and he starts following a man that never said a word to him, just the touch of God turned him around. You know, when Jesus in the New Testament went by, one day went by the tax collector's place. There was a bunch of people there. You know there was. And he just said, follow me. He didn't say Levi. He didn't call him by name. He just said, follow me. And, and one man heard that call and got up and left where he was and went and followed Jesus Christ and became the writer, the disciple called Matthew. It's amazing how these things happen. Just the call of God just shakes our world and moves our world. But let, let, let me just talk a little bit here. Now, now so Eli, Elisha follows Elijah. Just follows him. And, and so uh, Elijah, Elijah looks at him and, and he don't even ask him anything. He just said, you know what? If you want to hang around, I guess that's all right. That's fine. Bible is unclear what happened. But I know one thing. They stayed 10 years in a place called Gilgal. Now Gilgal means a circle. So they just went in circles. How many of you have ever believed that your life is just a circle? You know what I'm saying? You're just going in a circle. They stayed there and they just round and round and round. That's what they did at Kadesh Barnea for 38 years. The Israelites were just trying to possess the promised land. They stayed at Kadesh Barnea 38 years. But the bottom line is after they stayed there for a while. See, Gilgal is also a place where Joshua came with the people that were born in the wilderness. Years ago he came and the Bible said he circumcised the men. He cut away the flesh. I believe Gilgal is more than just a circle. It's a place where you get to a place where you cut away the flesh of your life because God wants you to walk with him in spirit and not just in your flesh. I believe with all my heart the church that's going to get the job done in the last days is a church that's going to be empowered by spirit 
and not walk in the flesh. Amen? And so, uh, you know, one writer said, you did run well. What did hinder you? In other words, you can't complete in the flesh what you started in the spirit. And so, Gilgal is a place of removing the flesh, of getting your flesh in order. And some people want to be used of God right now, but you, you, it takes a while. It, it takes a lot of circling. It takes a lot of time on the potter's wheel to get your life to a place where God can use you and take you to another level of living. And I really believe that 2016 is going to be a great year of another level of living for Christian Life Church. I really believe. This, this gentleman right here, Brother Gilbert Wolf, came in a while ago and he was climbing the stairs to go upstairs. And I said, Brother Wolf, you don't belong upstairs. You are a retired minister. Come sit on the second row behind me. He said, well, praise God. He said, I'll tell you what I'm doing, Pastor. I'm going to pray right now for a 10,000 seat auditorium so I can go sit on the front row all the time. I love that kind of faith. You know what I'm saying? I believe, now listen to me, I believe that God has put a church in order at Christian Life Church, 4700 Westgate Boulevard, because he wants to take us to another level. He wants to take us to a place that we've never been before in 2016. Are you ready to take are you ready to take that ride? You ready to go with God? Are you ready? Come on. Are you ready? So so Elijah and Elisha go and they go through all this process and then they go and Elisha gets a double portion. And 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 you see this you see this litany of stuff. Now if there was a series saying the name of the show on Monday night is Elisha, not 24, but Elisha, Elisha. On the first Monday night, Elisha will divide the Jordan River. On the second Monday night, he'll heal the springs in Jericho. On the third Monday night, he'll, he'll show you how she bears can destroy mockers. On the fourth Monday night, he'll water, give water for kings out of nothing. He'll give oil to a widow. He'll give a gift of a son to a Shunammite woman that wanted one. He'll raise that child from the dead. He'll heal the pot of pottage that is poisoned by putting meal in it. He'll multiply bread so that 20 loaves can feed 100 men. He'll tell Naaman to dip seven times in the Jordan River and leaders are dipping. Oh, I wish some of our leaders now would be dipping. Amen. Getting more of the presence of God. Gehazi would be smitten with the leprosy. He'll cause the iron to swim. Axe heads don't float, but on Monday night, you watch Elisha, he'll float. Sight to the blind, to the servants, smiting of blindness to the men that came to conquer the city, then restoring those men, the armies. And the miracle after death comes to life when the man is thrown on Elisha's bones. Isn't that amazing? Here's a 16-week series that we could see something every Monday night, another miracle that God gave to one man. And when I read this and when I saw this, I said, God, I want that for Christian Life Church. Anybody want that? I want that. I want to see a miracle. I want to see miracles weekly in this house. I want to see the move of God. Is it too crazy to ask God to do in 2016 what he did before Christ? No, no, no. We're after Christ. We're, we have the cross in our life. We can have the miracles that God gave to a man in this house. So, put this up. 2 Kings 2 and 9. When they had crossed the river Jordan, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. Elisha said this, I don't want the miracles. I don't want signs and wonders. I, don't, I, I just want a double portion of your spirit. I want your spirit. The thing I'm going to talk about today, folks, is spirit living. I want to talk about spirit living today. 
I want to talk about spirit. I don't want to talk about the manifestation. I want to talk about spiritual living. I believe that if we're going to be the church of 2016, there's some steps we have to take that are called spiritual steps and not just physical steps. Are you with me today? So the first thing I want to tell you is that when they left Gilgal, when they left the place of the removing of the flesh, he turns to Elisha and he says, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. And the, Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to go with you. The reason that Elisha could ask for a double portion when they crossed Jordan is because of two steps I'm going to preach about right now. Number one, he said, I'm going with you to Bethel. What is Bethel, Pastor? Bethel is the house of God. Everybody say the house of God. Now, it used to be called Luz in Genesis 28, but Jacob, running from his brother Esau, landed there one night, and he laid his head on a rock, and he had a dream, and he had a dream of angels ascending and descending. And when he woke up the next morning, he said, how dreadful is this place? The Lord was here, and I didn't know it. And he took a bottle of oil, and he anointed that rock that he had laid his head on. And the Bible said he called the place Bethel. Everybody say, the house of God. He changed it from a dry place to an anointed place. I believe that the house of God should be the most anointed place that we come to in our week. I believe it ought to be anointed. This whole house should be anointed. Come on, somebody help me right now. When we walk in here, we ought to walk into an anointed house. We ought to walk into where prayer's been made, where preaching is going to go forth, where gospel singing is going to go forth. It's an anointed place. And so... He goes to Bethel with him, the house of God. Now, what does that mean? What does the house of God mean? Well, when Jacob came back several years later, he called it the God of the house of God. He called it El Bethel. So it had gotten a, it had gotten a new name. In other words, it's not just the four walls. It's not just a place of residency on Sunday and Wednesday. It's a place where you meet God. It's a place where God inhabits the praise of his people. So he called it El Bethel. So here, Elijah and Elisha knew that. So when Elisha goes into Bethel, he's realizing that Elijah is saying to him, Elisha, if you really want what you want from me, you're going to have to follow me through Bethel. Bethel represents, are you ready for this? Intimacy. It represents intimacy. Now, I want to, I want to talk to you about that word just a minute. I don't want to hurt anybody. But I want to, the reason marriages are hurting today is because there's no intimacy. The reason... Friendships are hurting today is because there's no intimacy. We, don't, we just use people. We don't, we don't love people. We use people. Are you, are you listening to me right now? And God Almighty sometimes feels like he's being used by the church of the living God. He is not our butler. He is our Savior. And he is our Lord. Amen. And somehow today in this... God woke me up early this morning. I had notes, and I've got things I could put up on the screen. I've got notes, and, and, and I told them to put that on the screen today because God woke me up early, and he said, Son, I don't want you to preach with notes. I want you to talk to the church today, and I want you to tell them that I long to be intimate with them. I want them to come unto me and bring all their burdens to me and lay them down because I'm God. And some of them that's been saved a long time have lost the fact that I'm still God. And I don't want to just be another spirit in a building with them. I don't want to be like marriages are sometimes, two people living in a house with no intimacy. I want to be intimate with everybody that I know. And everybody I know is what I created. And everybody here wants to need and needs to be intimate with Jesus Christ yourself. 
if you want the best year that you've ever had, you've got to walk into his presence and you've got to say, fill me up, Lord, with your glory. I don't need man. I don't need nobody else. I just need you in my life today. Intimacy. There's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. I'll never forget when my dad, my dad was my hero. He always will be my hero. He's, there's nobody, your dad could never whip my dad. <laughs> I love my daddy. I love my daddy. Daddy beat me in a horse one time when he was an old man of 45. And I said, you can't, you can't throw that ball in the hole. He's kept backing up, backing up, backing up, still put it in the hole. And I said, oh, my God, where did my daddy learn this? He said, son, I learned this before you ever was around. He was my hero. He went to school one day and took up for me and got a C off my report card and put an A there. He told the teacher, he said, this is not a C student. It's an A student. I give him an A, and I'm, I'll be happy. And he walked out. That's my hero. I've never done that for my kids. I'd be afraid to go in there for my kids like that. But I saw my dad one day. I saw my dad, dad, big, tough daddy, my daddy. I saw him break in service one day. I saw him break. A little church had 30 people, and he broke and began to weep and cry. And I said, oh, my God. I went over, and I thought I could comfort him. And God said, leave him alone. God said, leave him alone. Don't touch him. Don't mess with him now because I'm, I'm, I'm breaking him. I'm, I'm touching his spirit. I'm touching the part of him that needs to be touched. I'm touching the inner man. I'm touching the, the heart. I'm touching his spirit. I'm getting inside of him. And I realized then that my daddy was, I thought he was tall, but when he, when he came out of that time with God and he dried his eyes and he, he saw me standing there and he reached and hugged me and he said, I love you, son. And he hadn't told me that in a long time, but he said, I love you, son. I realized that God had touched his heart and put a love potion in his life again because he had got into the presence of God. Let me tell you something. There's nothing like getting into the presence of Almighty God. The Bible said in his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. There's nothing like getting into the presence of God. You ought to try it sometime if you hadn't done it in a while. That's, that's a step on the way to a great year in your life. Then he told him, he said, Elisha, I'm going to have to leave here. I've got to go on down to Jericho. You stay here. You know, it'd be easy to stay in Bethel because Bethel is a place of intimacy. It's a place where God meets man and man meets God. But if you're going to have a super year, if you're going to have the year God wants you to have, you've got to follow the man of God on down to Jericho. See, Jericho is a place of former victories. Jericho is a place where the walls came down. Are you with me? The walls came down at Jericho. Joshua brought his people across the Jordan River and they walked around Jericho for six days, one, one time a day. And then on the seventh day, they walked around seven times. Am I preaching to you now? And when they walked around that seventh time, they blew the ram horns and they shouted, hear me, they shouted. And guess what? God brought the walls down. Say, God brought them down. You know why some walls are not coming down in your life? Because you're not worshiping like you need to worship in the house of God. You don't need to be ashamed to clap your hands in this house. You don't need to be ashamed to magnify God in this house. You don't need to be ashamed to say hallelujah in this house. You don't need to be ashamed to praise God in this house. This is his house. Anybody got a praise for him in the house today? You want the walls to come down? 
See, Jericho represents a place of vulnerability. It's a place of vulnerability. It's a place where you say, God, listen, I got these things. I got these walls. I've built up these resistance. I don't, I don't like people. I don't know if I like that pastor today, the way he's preaching. I don't like all this stuff. I don't like, I don't like that ooey gooey stuff. I don't like all that. I, I'm a man. And I'm, just call me woman, hear me roar. Listen, somewhere in your life, you have got to come to a place of vulnerability. It says, God, I can't do this. Would you take these walls out of my life and come into my heart and my soul and clean me out and get everything in me that don't belong in there and take it out and throw it away. I got some stuff in here. There's a hidden man of the heart that's got some stuff in here that I don't need in my spirit. I need to be cleaned out today. I need to be washed out today. I need to be transformed today. I need to be made whole today. I need to be vulnerable in your presence. I know intimacy is one thing, but I want to be vulnerable, God. Make me vulnerable in your presence. There are people in the house today that were once vulnerable. The walls had come down and you built those walls back because somebody hurt you, somebody transgressed and somebody messed with you. Maybe a husband, maybe a wife, maybe some kind of divorce situation, maybe some death has caused you to say, I can't take this no more. I'm just going to put walls around me. Let me tell you what the Bible said. The Bible says that if you build the walls back that God tore down, Whoever builds the walls of Jericho back, when he hangs the gate, his first son's going to die. And Hillel met that, met that fate because he built the walls back and he hung the gate and his son died. Here's what I want to tell you. The thing that was your greatest blessing in your life can become your greatest curse. If God ever takes those walls away, I don't care how much you get hurt, you stay vulnerable to Almighty God. Because God will protect you on the inside. He'll protect what's on the inside if you allow yourself to be vulnerable in the presence of God today. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, I want to be intimate, Pastor. I want to be intimate. I want to be vulnerable. I don't want, I don't want to be hard. I don't want to hold grudges. I don't want to be stiff. I don't want to be mad at everybody. I want to have a clean heart. I've already peeled away the flesh at Gilgal. I've already got rid of my flesh. I, I know it's not by might nor by power, but it's by His Spirit. I know I can't do this by myself. But Lord, let me be intimate in Your presence and let me be vulnerable in Your presence. I, uh, I lost a son in 1981. If you're a young man about 35 to 40... And you are a, a person that loves the word and loves this preacher. I'll probably call you son. Because every, every, every young man now that I see, every, everybody that I see and everybody that I reach out to that's about that age, I, I see my Justin. Okay, I see him. And, I, I, and I'll never forget when I lost him and I, and, I, and I started my prayer time afterwards. I couldn't really, I couldn't really pray. I couldn't really pray to a God that had taken my boy and had taken my wife. I couldn't. I was open to him. I was pure to him. I was intimate with God. I was vulnerable to God. But when that situation happened in my life, the walls came up again. I said, God, 
I can't do this. I can't make this happen. I don't know if I can trust you anymore. And he, and, he, and he spoke to my spirit. He spoke to my spirit. There's not anything I'm going to tell you earth shaking day, but he spoke to my spirit and he said, you've got to trust me. You, you, you're just going to have to trust me. Because I can't tell you the greatness that is going to come in your life before you die. And folks, I got three of the prettiest girls I got four first-time grandsons. Now I've got two granddaughters waiting on another grandchild. That's seven. I've just decided that I'm going to leave the walls down in my life because there's nothing like getting in the presence of God and there's nothing like being vulnerable to the Holy Ghost. And so he said, okay, Jericho's full of prophets. They're prophesying about how Jericho fell and how Jericho rose up. And you need to stay with these 50 prophets. And he said, no, I'm not going to stay here. He said, I'm going to leave. I got to go to the Jordan. He said, as the Lord liveth and as my soul liveth, I'm going to go with you to the Jordan. And so when they get to the other side of the Jordan... He turns to the young man and he says, what do you want from me? That's the only time he ever asked Elisha what he wanted. What do you want? He said, well, sir, Gilgal wasn't that much fun. And Bethel, I got it. Jericho, I got it. But now passing through this Jordan after your mantle has split the waters open, here's what I want. I want a double portion of your spirit. And he said, if you see me when I go away, you're going to receive the double portion of my spirit. But that really wasn't the catchphrase. The catchphrase was, you've already passed the test. Because you stayed with me when your flesh was being cut. You stayed with me when I took you to intimacy. You didn't run away when I took you to vulnerability. I'm going to give you a double portion of my spirit. Here's what I want to tell this congregation. If we'll submit ourselves to God in 2016, if we'll open up our hearts to the spirit of God, if we'll remove the flesh and not let it be us, if we'll get intimate with God and let him run in our lives, if we'll get vulnerable to God and take down the walls that hold us and separate us, we're fixed to step through something in 2016. Ha, ha. We're fixed to step through something right in this year that's going to absolutely be the greatest territory you've ever stepped in in your life. In fact, the Jordan represented uncharted territory. And when they went across the Jordan, Dr. Taylor, they went across the opposite way of the way that Joshua came across the river. They were leaving, uh, they were leaving Israel to go into a land that didn't have God. A wilderness that needed God. 
There is a church that I'm preaching to this morning that understands you got to get your flesh out of the way. You got to have an intimate relationship with God. You got to get vulnerable because we're fixing to step into a river. We're fixing to step into a place that we've never stepped into in our life. And the Holy Ghost woke me up and said, tell them this is the year when we're going to see Elisha type miracles. We're going to see Jesus like miracles. We're going to see the dead raised. We're going to see blind eyes open. We're going to see deaf ears unstopped. We're going to see things happen that you cannot imagine. But if I can get my people to crucify the flesh and to get intimate with me and to get vulnerable and take away the walls, I can do anything for a church like that. He was a great explorer. I'm closing. He was a great explorer. And he had a map, a map from the home front. And he had reached the edge of that map in his explorations. And he looked up and he saw a vast territory that had yet been explored. And he told a writer, he said, go back and tell home base. I'm taking my men off the map. We're going to walk in uncharted territories. We're going to go where no man has ever gone before. God has got to have a church that's going to go where no church has ever gone before in this New Testament order. I believe that this church was established for the last day revival. I believe the multiple ethnicity of this church, the multiple social levels of this church, the multiple income levels of this church was established for the end time. This is not a pale, stale church. It's not a brown ground church. It's not a black get back church. This is a church covered by the blood of Jesus. And God told me, if I can get a church to cut away the flesh in their life, just get it off. Come on, come into my presence and get intimate with me. And let me take down the walls, get vulnerable in my presence. I'm going to walk you to a place you've never been in your life. I'm going to walk you to a place you've never been in your life. That's the best preaching I can do in 25 minutes. That's all I got. Please be seated. Please be seated just a moment. Please be seated just a moment. Abel started with a sacrifice, Hebrews 11 and 4. Enoch in 11 and 5 was translated and went to heaven. Both had faith. It started with the sacrifice. It ended with the translation. Wow. One verse, just one verse separating the two. Here's what I'm telling you. It's not far from sacrifice to translation. It's not far from where we are right now making a sacrifice and saying, God... As a husband of my home, I want to be intimate with you. As a husband of my home, I want to cut away the flesh. Things that I think are important that are not important. 
I want to cut those away. God, I want to get vulnerable. Take down the walls that hold me from being the person I need to be. Because I want to walk across that Jordan into an uncharted territory. Amen. I'm done. I'm finished. Would you stand to your feet all over the house right now? You're awesome people. I preach to some of the most educated people. Some of the most hurting people. I preach to wealthy people. I preach to poor people. I preach to intelligent people. I preach to non-intelligent people. But listen to me, all of us need the intimacy of God in our life. Amen? We're going to all need him before the day comes. We might as well go ahead and make the sacrifice now. Amen? Because translation's coming. Praise God. So 2016, here we come. Here comes the church purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Here we come. Here we come, 2016. Here we come. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. Here we come. Here we come, 2016. Here we come. Here we come. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You're awesome people, and I love you beyond measure. Close your eyes, bow your heads. I want our prayer partners to come quickly, and I want Brother Thomas and Jesus. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.